pakinig lalo na sa mga taga-Kanduran bagay ng GTA. Uh, happy Easter sa inyo na yung baga Paskoy. Ito naman po si Bobby, nagpapaalam sa inyo sa susunod uling Sabado, alas 10 hanggang alas 11. Ayan. Thank you for listening to Talakayan. Alam mo, si Nelson, makakalimutan. May gagawin pa siya sasabihin eh. Thank you for listening to Talakayan. <laughs> Pasasalaman ng Toronto Syndicated Network at Talakayan Radio sa mga nakinig, nakikinig sa amin for the past 8 years. Silang nagsilbing haligi ng ating palatuntunan. Sa aming mga taga-taguyod, kaibigan ng mga mahal sa buhay, mabuhay tayong lahat. Ayan, happy Easter ho sa lahat sa mga kaibigan namin dito sa Toronto at sa Pinas. As usual, ang talakayan po ay pasamantalang magpapaalam hanggang sa susunod na Sabado, uh, alas 10 hanggang alas 11 ng umaga ng talakayan radio, Filipino 1430 AM, CHKT, Fairchild Radio. The hours fade, the moments fly, and time never stand still. We now pause a while in pious meditation to think of the things we did and did not do, but should have done, that in the morrow we shall improve upon today. Good day, pleasant weekend, and just mabalos sendong gabos. Fairchild Radio, Toronto. Programming for Toronto's Filipino community can be heard every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430, CHKT.
Fairchild Radio. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Just for Laughs proudly presents the return of Irish sensation Tommy Tiernan with his brand new show, Stray Sod. Some people don't like drugs in sport. I say shut up! If somebody wants to run the 100 meters in half a second, listen! Ireland's gift to comedy is bringing his world-famous lyrical and high-energy humor to Toronto at the Winter Garden Theatre April 12th and 13th. Tickets on sale now at the Elgin and Winter Garden box offices. For details, check Metro News or go to hahaha.com. Diagut Ermajin Agus Kosh Hunadiev. Welcome to Kyol August Crack. And a very happy Easter to all of our listeners. Ken, I had to Google that. I had to look up how to say happy Easter in Irish. Uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but I got it. Kosh Hunadiev. Can you say it? Oh, of course I could. Yeah, yeah. We just had our Filipino friends here actually asking us that. And they had a priest on their show, and he gave us the blessing and everything. It was great, wasn't it? Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. You haven't seen one of them for a while, of course, right? Uh, I did, of course. I was over in Rome, wasn't I? Oh. In the Vatican. I saw Tons lots of them. them. Tons of them. How was the Easter, anyway? Did you have a big pile of fish yesterday? Or oh, what? loads of fish, yeah. Yeah. Loads, loads <laughs> of fish. No meat at all. Yeah. We got yeah. some show lined up here today now. That was we some did. great footage from 2002. McGinley, yeah. Paul McGinley winning the Ryder Cup. And we have Paul McGinley coming on the show for an interview here in about... 35 minutes or something like that. Anyway. Magic, yeah. Great Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. Captain of the 2014 Ryder Cup team. Fantastic. Course, uh, that was in 2002, you know. It was three years since they'd played the Ryder Cup at that time. Do you know why? 9-11, was yeah, it? Exactly was it? right. Yeah, oh, that's wow. the very reason. Yeah. Yikes. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, and speaking of golf, too, uh, this is a great weekend in Sligo. It's the west of Ireland. And our man McElroy actually uh, won that event. Right. Just not too long ago, yeah, before he turned pro. So where is that being played? In uh, Ross's Point. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Any yeah. rain, do you think? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> Helter Skelter, I'm sure. The only pub in town that's opened on a good Friday. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who else are we on today? It's got a great show lined Yeah, up. we have uh, Heathers, a brand, uh, well, fairly brand new act, but they're coming back here to Toronto, so we'll be calling them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. We're going to be calling them, and they're in Ennistime and County Clare. Wow. Uh, you know, Eamon's town, and uh, that's uh, amazing when we got the uh, the call from those folks to, to say that that's where they'd be today. So we'll be chatting with the ladies uh, very soon. That's, the, that's, uh, that's, that's ironic. That's ironic. And you were talking about golf there and this fine weather yesterday and today has just this has me thinking about the golf season is on its way. Polishing up we'll the have clubs. to get uh, We'll have to start getting that chamber golf tournament organized. So Definitely. Get June 20th. And Good our stuff. boys, uh, Ireland and Austria. Very uh, disappointing, disappointing last minute goal there for yeah. Austria. I didn't see any of it, but that's, yeah. 
Is that it curtains, is. do you think? No, not at all. No, no. They're, they're, it's only starting, really, you know. Right, now right. the big games. But they have to get wins. I have to get wins. And I have a big announcement, too. Uh, my cousin, Renee, had a baby uh, last week. And I want to send out congratulations to Renee and her husband, Jay, on the birth of Aubrey Menard. Fantastic. And the grandparents, Bill and Chris Finan, out there in Mississauga, not too far from where you live, actually. So, very good. Uh, congratulations to all those. Oh, very good. You're going to be very generous now, aren't you? Oh, I will. <laughs> a couple of hundred bucks at least will be going oh, in the no envelope bother. for that one. No bother. Minimum. Tom. Minimum. Yeah. So, uh, may as well get some music on, will we? Yeah, kick her off there. So, here we go with uh, Sharon Shannon and Bag of Cats.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and P.J. O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. KempfilTravel.com and IrishTravel.ca extends greetings for a happy, holy and peaceful Easter to all Kjol August Crack listeners. The savings of up to $500 per couple on CIE tours of Britain and Ireland throughout 2013 has been extended through April 27th. Our offices are closed on today, uh, Saturday and tomorrow, Easter Sunday, and will be open again uh, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on Monday. Check out KempfilTravel.com and IrishTravel.ca or call 1-866-887-0865 or locally at 416-489-2424. Now, folks, on the line, of course, our man in the capital, Ottawa, Mr. Desmond DeVoy. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Ken, and uh, glad to be with you guys here on a beautiful Easter Saturday morning. And uh, wanting to wish all of our listeners a very happy Easter as well. And uh, on to it now with the news from Ireland this week. And here are the top stories that are making our headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Well, it was a bittersweet day for the McEntee family on Thursday when Helen McEntee won the Mead East by-election for Fine Gael, holding on to the seat that was held by her late father, Shane, who killed himself in December. The by-election also proved to be an interesting snapshot into the political health of other parties with the resurgence in support of Fianna Foyle and the absolute collapse of Labour's vote. McEntee beat Fianna Foyle's Thomas Byrne on the third count, 11,000 votes to some 9,000 votes. Sinn Féin did rather well too, coming in third on the second count, along with Direct Democracy Ireland in fourth, and Labour's Ian Holmes in a disappointing fifth, drawing only 4.5%, down from the 21% the party took in 2011. Fianna Foyle, however, saw their fortunes rise from their 19% take just two years ago to 32.5% this time round. There were four independent candidates, and the Green and Workers' parties were also on the ballot. As a result of the, his party's 16-point drop since 2011, Labour leader Eamon Gilmore has said that while he was disappointed in the result, he did not feel that his leadership was now in question. Communications Minister Pat Rabbit said that the party was taking the brunt of voters' unhappiness with the economic situation. Well, in sports news this morning, the Republic of Ireland's chances of getting a spot in the 2014 World Cup seemed further away this week when they ended their home game against Austria in a 2-2 tie on Tuesday at Aviva Stadium in Dublin. 
The tie means that Ireland drops two crucial qualifying points, but manager Giovanni Trapattoni has yet has not yet counted Team Ireland out just yet. He pointed out that Ireland remains in the same position on the table and still at par with Austria and Sweden, though eight points behind Germany. <clears throat> Ireland has not beaten a qualification rival in well over ten years. Ireland will play the Faroe Islands in June and then a home game against Sweden and an away game in Vienna with Austria in September before the team starts booking their tickets to Brazil. In the north, however, Northern Ireland's chances of making the World Cup have all but evaporated when they were beaten by Israel 2-0 on Tuesday at Windsor Park in Belfast, even though they had dominated most of the game. Two late goals by Israel in minute 77 and six minutes later sealed the North's fate. The team has seen two home game draws against Luxembourg and Azerbaijan in their last two World Cup qualifying games. Northern Ireland has only three points from five matches in Group F and have had a winless run of 13 games. In other news this week, four Garda sergeants who walked out of speeches by Garda Shikana Commissioner Martin Callanan and Justice Minister Alan Shatter have pledged their full support to Callanan in an effort to stave off disciplinary action. The pledge came after marathon talks with Garda authorities of the Garda College in Templemore County Tipperary this week. The four had said beforehand that they had no confidence in Callanan after walking out on him at a policing conference. They were summoned to a meeting with Assistant Commissioner Finton Fanning this week. After the public pledge, the four members from the Kilkenny Carlo branch, the Garda Inspector and Sergeant Association, reiterated that they were still at odds with Shatter but wished no offence to Callanan by their actions. The four sergeants said they had no alternative against conference delegates but to carry out the mandate they had been given to them by their branch at a special meeting in January. The quartet could have been fined or demoted for their actions. In this week in Irish history, history rather, yesterday was the reported birthday in 1873 of Peg Sayers, the Irish writer and Sean Key. March 28, 1957, also saw the death of Sligo-born artist Jack Butler Yeats, brother of author William Butler Yeats, who became an artistic force in his own right. Nine years ago, on March 28, 2004, then-Health Minister Michal Martin placed a ban on all smoking in all workplaces in Ireland, making the Republic the first country to introduce such sweeping legislation. On March 27, 1650, the siege of Kilkenny ends with the city and residents surrendering to Oliver Cromwell. On March 27, 2007, Democratic Unionist leader Reverend Ian Paisley and Sinn Féin President Jerry Adams sign a historic agreement that returns devolved government to Northern Ireland. And finally from us this week, it's back to sports. And although Ireland did not beat the visiting Austrians, many Austrian fans have a new appreciation for the Irish people and their hospitality. Austrian fans Stefan Madler. 22, and girlfriend Valeria Lampert, 21, were looking forward to seeing the match on Tuesday night, but they had their tickets stolen by pickpockets as they shopped on Dublin's Grafton Street. Valeria said she wanted to see Dublin and the Irish fans singing, which is why they chose the Dublin matchup as their first international soccer outing. The couple got in touch with the Austrian fan club, football fan club after the incident, who contacted the Irish supporters organization You Boys in Green. Two Irish fans, Brian McDermott and Daryl Bulger, organized a fundraising effort to replenish the couple's stolen cash. They ended up with more than 1,000 euros, much of which went to later to children's charities after some of the cash was returned to the couple. Meanwhile, the Football Association of Ireland gave the duo two tickets in the Austrian fans section at Aviva Stadium. While the big founder, David Barron, said that, quote, it proves we're not just singers and drinkers, there's good hearts out there as well. There you go, folks. Wonderful Easter story there to end off the news from Ireland this week. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to the wonderful Easter edition of Kiolagus Crack with Ken Tracy, Mark O'Brien, and Alex Young. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil.
Well, good man, Desmond. That's a, a nice story to finish off on. And uh, speaking of stories, I understand is your brother and sister are opening a new dance theatre uh, in Brampton. That's right. Yeah, they're opening the uh, Devoy Academy of Irish Dance. A uh, very grand title there in uh, on Tuesday, actually, at about 6 o'clock in the evening at uh, right downtown, actually across from the GO station there at 1 Wellington Street West uh, on the, the, the lower level. And it's um, a wonderful turnaround turnaround I guess but they've, they've come a long way I've seen them been waiting in the hall for them to finish up their dancing many tonight and they started out at the city of Brampton just learning to do the bit of the step around and um, and they've worked their way through and my brother is uh, actually now a principal dancer with magic in the dance so here's a good chance to see uh, a world-class two world-class dancers and uh, get taught by them and uh, for you for all three of you guys there in the studio actually the first lesson on Tuesday is free at six o'clock so if you guys want to learn how to do a bit of the beginner's reel now's uh, now's a good chance you've, to do you've it. actually kind of given out something here now that you see I've uh, I have a surprise Easter gift for Mark and I signed ah. him up for six months of lessons yeah <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, my, my sister will be delighted, her first student. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Feet of foot, I am. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. No yes. doubt about it. I've seen him at it. All right. Uh, All right, Desmond, all right. good stuff. Thanks a million. Happy Easter yeah. to you and the family. Happy Easter to you guys, too. All the best, Slant. Well, folks, uh, on the line right now, we have Ellie McNamara, and Ellie is 50% of Heathers, a great Irish duo. They're twins. They're Dublin-based, and uh, they're just about to release their sophomore album, Kingdom, in Canada, on April the 16th. And the first single off that is Forget-Me-Nots. Good morning, Ellie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good, thanks. Happy Easter to you. And happy Easter to you, too. And you're in Ennis-Diamond County Clare today, are you? I am indeed, yeah. Over in the west for the day, so um, having a lovely time. The weather's beautiful. Very good. Excellent. So you're coming to Toronto to do a big uh, concert at the supermarket. We are indeed. We're going to be we're releasing our album over there on the 16th of April, and then we're going to be playing in the supermarket on the 17th. So we can't wait. It's really, really soon. Looking forward to it. That's fantastic. And it won't be your first time to Canada either. You've played at the Canadian Music Week in Toronto before, haven't you? We did in two, back in 2009, so it feels like ages ago for us because it was kind of towards the start of our music career so we played in the hideout um which i can't remember what street it's on exactly but in toronto and it was amazing it was our first time in um in canada and we loved it beautiful 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 place so we had a great time well there's there's lots of young irish people uh, as you probably know coming to canada again now uh, you know waves of of immigration so hopefully most of them will, will know your music i know you had a very popular uh, song that was uh, i believe played on on tourism ireland remember when off your first album we did yeah it was um I was on the ad for I think maybe three years and um, it was absolutely fantastic it opened up so many doors for us and you know it was promoting the country and it's yeah it's been a really big boost for us so um, and like I know even um, a lot of people that we know have um, moved over to um, to Toronto so we're looking forward to heading over and hopefully we'll see a few of them there as well when we're playing our gig Ellie is um, Toronto your only stop or are you touring Canada or are you doing a few gigs down in the US as well we're we're first firstly we're heading to New York for a gig there and then we're heading up to Toronto for the one gig there and we're not actually doing um, 
any more gigs. We're he- heading back to Ireland, but hopefully we'll be over again soon, um, shortly, maybe during the summer. So we'll see, but we're really looking forward to it. And certainly Ireland has no kind of shortage of, of musical talent. Have you have you guys um, uh, had had uh, any success or, or using somebody to kind of mentor you along? Now that you're kind of on the precipice of something really big here, any uh, any names of note that you kind of lean on to to um, kind of help you help you kind of accelerate around that kind of success curve, if you will? Well, I mean, for us, we kind of grew up listening to music all the time and you know we're we've been we've always been huge fans of traditional irish music and grew up to list, listening to like the likes of planksy sharon shannon um chieftains and everything so they'd be all big influences of ours and then um we you know we're huge fans of music and um listen to everything and anything so just really the different musicians that we listen to along with our brother who's a big influence for us he's in a load of different bands and he's always been kind of um our inspiration and kind of got us into playing music in the first place so when we're writing and when we're playing and um we, we kind of always look to him for advice and um yeah so he's a big influence of ours it's great, great to have that kind of a connection and we've already played Sharon Shannon this morning and we're playing the Chieftains a little bit later, so who your influences are on, plus we'll be playing you, so you're in good company here this morning. And is it true that, is, did you just uh, play for Steven Spielberg or are you about to play for Steven Spielberg? We did indeed, we were over in LA a couple of weeks ago playing at a pre-Oscars party which is, was called the Oscar Wilde Party and it's run by the US Alliance and the Irish Alliance and honors the Irish in the film and it's on in J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot and Steven Spielberg was there and was sitting in the front row while we played for him. So Not so bad, huh? That was, yeah, it was fantastic and he's a really, really nice guy and um, got to have a little chat with him afterwards and my dad was, of course, the proudest dad in the my world. So, <laughs> he yeah. must be, so yeah. And, yeah. I, and I believe um, Steven Spielberg was just in Ireland too with Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, for the... Uh, the opening of Lincoln, so probably yeah, a nice was, uh, actually, tie-in for you. That's exactly what he was talking to us about, and he was saying how much he loves Ireland, so that was kind of nice. That's great. Well, we look forward to uh, playing your music here over the next couple of weeks before you get to town, and hopefully we'll uh, get down to the supermarket and uh, meet you down there and enjoy uh, a night of your music. Thank you, absolutely. Thanks a million, uh, Ellie, for being on the show. Uh, is there Thank anybody you, you want to give a shout-out to in Toronto? Did you say some of your friends have moved out here? Um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Sarah Ward, or sorry, Sophie Ward, Sophie Ward. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, well, listen, enjoy your time in Ennis Diamond and a very happy Easter to you and uh, and the family. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ellie. All the best. Bye. Bye-bye yeah, now. Bye.
You can't beat the Irish and you can't beat a bit of home when looking for quality Irish goods. For over 10 years, our massive selection, convenience and service have made a bit of home the choice for shoppers across Canada and the USA seeking Irish quality and uniqueness. But don't just take our word for it. Drop into our store, the Topkin Shopping Centre at the corner of Rathburn Road and Tompkin in Mississauga. We're open Tuesday through Sunday for your convenience. If surfing the net is your thing, visit our online store, open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at abitofhome.ca. Celebrating 10 years of quality and uniqueness, a bit of home, purveyors of Irish and British goods. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabeen Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabine can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in any time and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabine is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Galway Arms, located at 840 The Queensway, is your home away from home in Toronto's West End. To get the entertainment and sports lineup, call the Keane family at 416-251-0096 or go to www.galwayarms.ca. And there's some hearts of hurling weekend exclusively at the Galway Arms. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning, got the classic Kilkenny versus Cork. That should be a great tilt there. And then immediately after that at 11.45, we got another classic of Waterford versus Galway. That's at the Galway Arms tomorrow. <laughs> this is Butler here from Ireland. And you're listening to Keologus Crack with Ken and Mark. Do you hear that now? Right. So Mark, you know, one of our uh, or one of my 
favourite ladies in this town is uh, Etna Heffernan, and uh, a lady you know well too, right? And uh, she just does tireless work in the community, you know. She's always out there and, and for the poor and, and uh, the needy. And uh, she was telling me there's a uh, an afternoon tea coming up next weekend, April the seventh, for people to come out. There'll be a bake sale and everything. We'll have more information on that in the uh, the calendar of events. And uh, Hugo, our pal, will be there doing some entertainment with uh, with Ethna, playing the harp and stuff like that. So uh, beautiful, a good afternoon to be had. That's down at the uh, Holy Rosary, uh, the church at three five four. And that's at uh, St. Clair Avenue West. So very folks good, can go down good. there. There's, it's only $20 of admission. And Ethna is actually going to uh, donate all the proceeds from her uh, CD sales. Uh, and the CD is called Songs of Love and Immigration. And she's donating all that to uh, St. Vincent de Paul. So hopefully wow. people can come out and uh, see them play down there and enjoy a bit of tea and cake so we thought we'd play uh, a track from that album and it's called she moved through the fair
Dora Kills 141 Danforth Avenue has live sessions every Thursday and every Saturday. And tonight on stage, it's Mike Rossiter and Jamie Snyder. So folks, yeah, don't forget to visit Dora Kills at 141 Danforth Avenue with live sessions every Thursday and Saturday. Jim, can you believe it's been 20 years since we opened the Clara House? Thanks to our loyal customers. Nora, it's gone by in the blink of an eye, and I don't feel a day older than when we started. Although you have a lot less hair. <laughs> That's true. Our road certainly did take a different turn. I never thought that we would be manufacturing the finest selection of Clada and Celtic jewellery in the country when I came here 43 years ago as a hand engraver. I know. I think back to the small handful of designs we started with, and since then you've come up with so many great ideas. Well, I must admit, I have come up with a few beauties. You can see all this wonderful jewellery in our showroom at the Clara House, right across from the Eaton Centre, at 211 Young Street on the second floor, suite number 201. We are just south of Shooter Street, north of Queen Street. You can reach us at 416-366-1247, or email us through our website at clara-house.com Okay folks, have a very special guest joining us now on the show um, but just by way of introduction the 2014 Ryder Cup matches between, the Euro between Europe and the United States will be played at Glen Eagles Golf Club in Scotland and from an Irish perspective it's a very significant one since it's the first time an Irishman is going to be captaining the European team and he himself is a three time winning member of the Ryder Cup in fact, he sunk the winning pot in 2002, and he's also a four-time winner of the European, the European Tour. And joining me on the line now is Mr. Paul McGinley. How are you today, Paul? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm fine. Very good, very good. Paul, I suppose the obvious question is, how does this all rank in terms of your accomplishments as a professional golfer? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a great honour, there's no doubt. I mean, certainly in terms of accomplishments, there's more I could have achieved winning major championships and stuff like that. But in terms of an honour uh, bestowed on you by your peers, it, uh, it, it's a, probably is the ultimate honour in terms of European golf. So I'm very privileged, as I feel it's an honour, not just for me and my family, but for, for Ireland as well too. Irish players, as you know, have had a great history in Ryder Cups throughout the years. And Chris O'Connor has played 10 Ryder Cups, for example. Um, and nobody has ever been captain before, so me being the first one uh, really means a lot to me as a, as a proud Irishman. Excellent. So, Paul, despite the recent dominance by Europe and uh, the fact that we're defending the title here against uh, the, the legendary Tom Watson, it, it still has this kind of David versus Goliath scenario, but what were your initial thoughts when you first realized that the other captain was going to be a man that you, you probably grew up idolizing to some degree? Yeah, he, he he certainly was an idol, and he still is. I think he's a, he's a wonderful man. He's everything, everything that's good about the game of golf. Um, the way he plays the game, his behavior, his integrity, everything is, is absolutely top, top, top. So um, it'll be a great honor for me going up against him. I think uh, he'll be a great captain, there's no doubt. I think he'll have a very strong American team as well, too. Uh, and I'm under no illusions, and I'll make sure that the, our team know as well, too, that you know this is going to be... a you know, probably and possibly the strongest ever American team put out with, with a very, very astute captain who's already won in the past. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a, a tough task, but it's also a task that uh, I think we were up for. I think we've had European players have a great success, as you know, in the last five or six years in terms of winning major championships. And uh, it should uh, all go well for a very exciting Ryder Cup. 
Wonderful. So, Paul, the, the event itself is, is still 18 months away, and I suppose the team doesn't really start to take shape until 2014. But uh, what type of activities are underway at this stage, you know, knowing that it's that far away? Are there, are there plans underway already with respect to the event itself? Very much so. Um, it's one of the things I've learned the last four or five weeks since I was appointed um, is the magnitude and size of the Ryder Cup. Um, it really has taken me by surprise um, how much work already has been undertaken by the, by the staff of the European Tour Ryder Cup Committee um, behind the scenes, um, how many plans are already put in place and how advanced those plans are. So um, I've spent my last four or five weeks getting to know all of those people um, what roles they have, what they expect from me, um, and in return then any ideas that I have, of which I have plenty, uh, I've been delegating them off to different areas and uh, letting them flower those ideas and, and let, let them come back to me in a few weeks' time with what can be achieved and what can't be achieved, what's realistic. Wonderful. So uh, even at this early stage, um, Paul, the... I guess the avid golf fan kind of expects that certain names will be kind of automatic for this. So you, you kind of expect to see Rory and Luke Donald and Woods, Westwood and Mickelson. But do you, do you ever kind of get ahead of yourself and, and even at this early stage start thinking about the automatics and, you know, um, or is that just a dangerous train of thought to have right now? Yeah, you know what, it, it's it, it's not something I've really thought about. Um, I think those guys you talked about is a, a very, very strong possibility that they will all be on on, on either team. Um, at this moment in time, what I'm more concerned about is um, how we're going to formulate our team. I know Tom Watson made the decision during the week where he's gone from four picks down to three, uh, and I have to decide very shortly in the next uh, couple of months how I'd like the European team to be formulated. Um, and that's what's kind of foremost in my mind at the moment. And, Ultimately, though, I'm, I'm I'm very secure and happy in the fact that, uh, you know, the guys who qualified for the team will have played extremely well, and ultimately, I know we'll have a we'll have a very strong team. Wonderful. We're uh, obviously heavily influenced by the uh, the U.S. media here in Canada as well, Paul, and uh, certainly there's a, a very strong perception that Europe tends to be able to come to the Ryder Cup with a much stronger, stronger sense of teamwork or team, if you will, than the U.S. The, do you think that has any merit, do you, you know, having been on teams yourself? Do you find that the Europeans kind of have figured out the cocktail and how to create a better team team atmosphere, if you will? Well, I think uh, if you look over the last decade or two, I think that point is relevant. There's no doubt. Um, you know, we have bonded well as a team. We have done very well. But if you look short term over the last, uh, certainly the last two Ryder Cups, I think you'll find that the Americans have been very, very strong. And I think they've made a lot of strides in terms of being very very good as a team. Um, for example, in Medina, I thought um, that was the best um, motivated and well-put-together team that I came across. Um, I think Davis Love did an extremely good job behind the scenes there. Uh, I think he's been aided with some very good pairings that have come to fruition through through um, success they've had in the President's Cup. Um, and I think he's a very highly motivated and um, very, very strong uh Europe, uh, American team with a very strong team ethic. So um, I, I don't think the point is relevant anymore. I think it may have been maybe a decade or so ago, but not so anymore. And uh, I think uh, the, Euro the Americans are very, very up for winning the Ryder Cup. And uh, we've been very fortunate. We won the last two Ryder Cups by one point on each occasion, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny margin. So the cards have fallen 
ever so slightly in favour of us at the right time, and I think we're aware of that. And I think the the big thing to be aware of is that the line between the two teams is very small, and you know, but for the fact that things Lady Luck shown on us at the right time the last two Ryder Cups, I could be I could be talking to you now on the back of two losses rather than two wins. So the margin of error, the margin is is really really small between the two teams, and I'm very much aware of that, and, and the rest of the team are as well too. You know, certainly the last one was extremely exciting. I wouldn't be a good Irish Canadian, Paul, if I didn't ask you this final question. But um, the Canadian Open is played here. Um, unfortunately, it happens to be the week after the British Open, which is a bit of a logistics nightmare for the European lads. But there are uh, thousands of Irish people in this city, and more of them coming by the week. And there's nothing we'd like more than to see an Irishman come over and, and play in the Canadian Open and, and cheer them on. Is there any chance we could ever lure you over here for the 2013 or 2014 to, to play in a PGA event before you hang up the boots there? Yeah, well, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, I'd love I'd love to do it. Maybe if a, if an invitation came my way, I might do that. Uh, it would be uh, it w- it would be a great. Uh, I often tell people that Vancouver is is one of the uh, one of the one of the uh, the nicest and prettiest cities I've ever been to as well too. Montreal, I'm not as much familiar with, uh, but I know you've got a beautiful beautiful country up there. And uh, yeah, if an invitation came my way, I'd very seriously uh, consider doing it. And uh, if not this year, maybe next year. We'll see. All right. Well, I'll try and pull some strings for you, Paul. But listen, okay. um, I'm, I'm about I'm about the same age as yourself, and I'm a bit, kind of a big fan of yours. I've grown up watching you. In fact, I I spoke to you very briefly at Oakland Hills when you uh, when you uh, when you had some success down there. And in fact, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we had, had a great, great had, had a great yeah. time. And listen, I just on behalf of all the Irish in Canada, first of all, thank you for doing this, and I just want to wish you the very best of luck. And uh, we're very proud of you, and proud to see an Irishman in such a a significant sports leadership role, Paul. So thank you very much for doing this, and the best of luck with everything. Ah, you're welcome. No problem at all. And keep flying the flag up there, and hopefully I get to see you in the next year or two. Sounds good, Paul. You take care of yourself. Bye-bye. You too. All the best. Bye-bye.
radio experience of pouring a can of richer, fresher, smoother Guinness draft, we will employ the methods of theater of the mind. Okay, imagine that these coconut shells are the hooves of horses representing the surging beauty of a pour of Guinness. And maybe this cowbell could represent the stunning cascade of smooth... You know, forget it. Why not just pick up a pack of Guinness Draft on your way home and see for yourself? Guinness Draft. Drink Guinness responsibly. Yes, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. Tonight, Saturday, March 30th, the Friends of Sinn Féin have an event commemorating 1916 Rising. Guest speaker will be Sinn Féin's Sue Ramsey. And that's actually, this. Uh, there's one this afternoon at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And it's at the Waterfront in Bistro and Bar at 590 Liverpool Road South in Pickering. Music will be by O'Connor and Duffy. Tickets are $15. And later on tonight at 8 p.m., Sue will be back and she will speak at the United Steelworkers Hall, 25 Cecil Street in Toronto. The nearest subway station is St. Patrick's. Music will be by Fresh Era and tickets are $20. Tomorrow, Sunday, March 31st, at noon at the Brampton Irish Centre, uh, there'll be another event, and that uh, tickets are $15 at that event. On Sunday, April the 7th, we talked a little bit about it earlier, Ethna Heffernan and Hugo will be providing the entertainment at the Holy Rosary Church at 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto. Tickets are $20, $15 for seniors. The subway access is at St. Clair Avenue West. And uh, the musical recital will be at the church, and that will be followed by afternoon tea at 3.30 p.m. Donations for the raffle, auction, or bake sale would be greatly appreciated. If you're unable to make the event, any donation to St. Vincent de Paul would be most welcome. For tickets or donations and further information, please contact Kathy O'Connell at 416-483-6914 or Jackie Jensen at 416-489-3668. April 4th to 7th, Kyoltus North America Annual Convention in Washington, D.C. will be held at the North Marriott Hotel and Conference Center. On April the 14th, there's a fundraiser for the Brampton Irish Center. It's called The Gathering. Doors will open at 2 p.m. and there'll be food available. Entertainment by Michael Kelly from 2 to 4 p.m. and fiddlesticks from 4 to 8 p.m. Irish dancers will be performing throughout the day. On Saturday, April the 13th at 7 p.m., St. Mike's 48th Annual Banquet will happen at McNeil Room, which is upstairs from Whistler's Restaurant at Broadview and Mortimer. $50 gets you a three-course meal and entertainment by the Irish guys. More information, call Rory at 416-823-9115. On Friday, April the 19th, the man across from me here, Mark O'Brien, will be a judge at the Toronto Rose of Tralee Selection Ball at Atlantis, Ontario Place. Tickets are $125, and that includes full bar. More information can be got at 905-621-1355. Friday, April the 19th, there is a Euchre tournament at the Irish Club of Mississauga at Ridgeway Drive, north of Burnenthorpe. Registration is at 7 p.m. Cards will be played at 7.30 p.m. sharp. It's a $10 entry fee. Saturday, May the 11th, the Mayo Person of the Year Dinner Dance will be held, and Hugo Strani is doing all the entertainment. Information can be got at 905-567-0445. And mentioned earlier on the topic of golf, 
On Thursday, June 20th, the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce Golf Tournament will be held at Nobleton Lakes. More information at 416-621-7373. That's it for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events, folks. And so now we're uh, going to play uh, a lady that we uh, received a CD from, and uh, her name is Teresa Doyle. She's from PEI, and this is a track of her new album called Jimmy's Jig, and this oh, is all about I her dad. Like to get, oh, I like to get up in the morning, see the cows out on the hay, watch the sun rise in the meadow. Welcome the gifts of the day Just for Laughs proudly presents the return of Irish sensation Tommy Tiernan with his brand new show, Stray Sod. Some people don't like drugs in sport. I say shut up! If somebody wants to run the 100 metres in half a second, listen! Ireland's gift to comedy is bringing his world-famous lyrical and high-energy humour to Toronto at the Winter Garden Theatre April 12th and 13th. Tickets on sale now at the Elgin and Winter Garden box offices. For details, check Metro News or go to hahaha.com. You're heading down to the TFC game. I am indeed, yeah, the home opener. Taking my young man Ronan down there to that game. Darren O'D. Darren O'D. We've got to get him on. We've got to get him on the show. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're dreadful. I see, uh, speaking of dreadful, I see your boys are winning 2 nothing yep. today. Spurs. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. 
Looks like Man United have the title wrapped up. Yeah, win. It's, it's a Dundee. I think your lads are going to stay up this year for sure. Liverpool <laughs> won't be going. They, won't, they, will. they won't be going down. No trouble with Aston Villa tomorrow at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rory is doing uh, doing well this morning on is, the course. Yeah. What is he, 3 under or something? 3 under through 10 now, so he's back up to about 20 or so. And uh, he's going to be playing next week again. He's going to be nice. He'll, he'll be nice and warmed up for the Masters. Oh, that yeah. would be outstanding if an Irishman was to win the Masters, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and especially if he could maybe take Tiger. If they were the last two, that's out what you want. That's what you want on the Sunday. Wouldn't it be something? And you know what? You and I need to get in gear for is we're doing this right conquer cancer in June. That's right. only like three months away. I know. You're not going to pull out of it. Are you going to pull out of it? No, no, I won't be pulling out. All right. I have to buy the pants now. The we, you know, those tight shorts. I saw you and Cormac Monaghan and Charlie. Dorley in a pair of them last and I thought oh my god yeah no. a, lot of, a lot of bumps there all not right good yeah not good and uh Ireland Canada Ireland are coming to play a game of rugby here in June June yes yeah, uh, yeah that should be very good um after seeing them in Italy with the poor performers yeah, better yeah. come here you now with the strong team you should stay away and uh, I was at a Leafs game on uh, Thursday night yeah. against Carolina. I like what they're doing. I like how they're playing. That was a big win. That was a good, entertaining game. And they have Ottawa tonight. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the yeah. team they have to jump in the standings, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, a big happy Easter, I suppose, Absolutely. to all our listeners, uh, both here in Ireland and, or sorry, over there in Ireland and here in Canada. Yeah. Is it Easter there too? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> Their clocks spring forward. <laughs> Is that, so is that, is that they weekend? won't be listening to the Chinese show anymore. They'll be back listening to us. <laughs> yeah, quite figure that out. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Happy Easter, everyone. So. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430 CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now, the Cantonese program on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio.
。加拿大中文电台中午十二点。陪伴你天天一起，文化交流似心里。